0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Keeper podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight it's really a big, big ple- uh, pleasure because I have a fantastic guy together with me, Nate Brown. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hello,
1: Greg. It's a great pleasure to be back here on the Goalkeeper Podcast. Thank you so much for, for inviting me back. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Roughly after 100 episodes, you join back wow. and I want to say really... Thank you very much. Because now, for me, it's easier to get the big names on on my podcast because <laughs> people knows that. But you you accepted my invitation when um, I would say, let's say, re, re, let's really be real. When my mother and perhaps my wife listened to the podcast and some friends, <laughs> and, and and you accepted to 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 do that. And joke aside, uh-huh. my wife is not listening to my podcast, therefore was only my mother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I, I I sure loved your vision for this in the early days, Greg, and, and you've always been just a, a good, authentic member of this community. So it was an honor then
0: and it's an honor now. And uh, I, I say same, same, because it's an honor for me to, to have you back on the CX goalkeeper podcast. And also for, uh, for, for the audience, Nate Brown is really a great guy. I am following him since years is sharing, right? Really golden nuggets. And it's not only about how much he knows about this stuff and all the stuff around customer experience, but he's really a genuine guy sharing his stories, sharing also his private life. I really like what you're doing. Therefore, let, let's really kick off this discussion. We are going to discuss about communities. You have a great community. You created a great community, CX Accelerator. But before we deep dive in the communities topic, Nate, could you please share two or three topics um, that uh, to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. My name's Nate. I've been a student of
1: customer experience work for the past 15 years, came up through customer service was helping folks on a learning management system and taking like a hundred tickets a day as a customer service rep and, and loved that work, you know, loved helping keep people safe on the job uh, at, at Underwriters Laboratories there and uh, eventually took ownership of that team and and started to really think about, wow, how can we go upstream and resolve some of this friction so everything doesn't become a service ticket? And, and the word I was looking for was customer experience. And, and once I found it, I, I was jumping in with both feet and it's just the best most fascinating work that I've ever seen. It's so wonderfully complex in in its artistic and scientific nature. It's so left brain and right brain. Uh, But ultimately, what I love to to say that we're doing, Greg, in this work is just making people's lives better and easier. And and I've been about that ever since I was a kid in that that servant-hearted way. uh, I just love that we get to make that that promise real in in this work And, and also grow organizations In that way, I mean, it's the right thing to do for people. It's the right thing to do for the business. Uh, More personally, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've got two kiddos here. Uh, Love pickleball, love disc golf as I think we might talk about a little bit, Greg, since there's such vibrant communities around those sports. Uh, but it's a, it's a really cool lifestyle out here in Middle Tennessee. We're doing a little hobby farm with some chickens and gardens and things. And I I did have some bees, but unfortunately, my bees are dead. Uh, but, but I hope to learn a little more about that and, and do a better job as a beekeeper. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoy living out here and, and solving those CX problems for my home office.
0: Uh, I, I really enjoy that and uh, people that follow you that sees uh, I, that you have several passions and one thing that you mentioned and I remember that I didn't check that but it's something that I remember since the last time I interviewed you is you said you are a learner, you are always learning and uh, the golden nugget that you shared the last time was be learning and, uh, mm-hmm. and that was really fantastic. I will never forget that. And you shared also great insights. When people are reading books, they need, they should take notes and create all this information, keep this information to leverage them. That was the last time was what you shared. And please really that's something that i remember based on the discussion not checking what we exactly discussed because it was in an outstanding way how you explained that and you already shared uh, practical your your purpose but on based on that i always ask which values drives you in life
1: Ooh, which which values uh, i'm i'm definitely huge on integrity if there's no trust there there's no relationship there. I mean, it's just, if, if you want to build a real partnership, whether it's in life or in business, that foundation of in- integrity and trust, uh, is, is where it begins in, in my mind. So, I mean, that, that's definitely a huge value for me in, in my work in life. Uh, beyond that, it's just curiosity and excitement. I mean, I, I want you to be smiling after you've had a conversation with me. I, I want you to be curious about something, maybe, maybe that I've developed some energy around, whether it's it's pickleball or customer experience or whatever that may be. I, I would like for you to walk away from a conversation with me with a smile on your face and something that you're planning to Google later would, would be my goal.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I really like these the, these values and that's the, the reality. Also seeing how you are in your, in your private life, what you are sharing through social media, it, it, it's really great. Let, let's, let's, let's start discussing about communities. Why I selected this topic, I shared that in, in the pre-discussion with you for, for the audience. Basically, nowadays, and you said integrity and trust are foundation, not only for in family, but also in business. And we base our decision to buy something on people we don't know, because we read uh, Amazon reviews, we read the reviews of, of the books from other people, and then we select, okay, let's read this and that. And therefore, I, I decided also, uh, based on, on what I learned during the last 120 episodes, to, to speak about communities. And you have one created one great community, CX Accelerator. For the people who don't know about it, could you please quickly share what, what is CX Accelerator?
1: Yeah, CX Accelerator, it's a, it's a nonprofit, uh, digital community that was established in 2017. And at that time, it, it was meant to just be a gift to the CX world to help equip and admonish young CX professionals on their career journey as they get started. And, and I'm pleased to say that six years later, that's still exactly what it is it does. <laughs> and it's, it's really, it's really meant to be that equipping point, that starting point, especially. Uh, but for, for anybody uh, along their CX career, whether you're a 20 year industry veteran or not, uh, you're going to find, Somebody in there uh, with, with an interesting new perspective uh, somebody that's there to just inspire you or give you that little bit of of energy uh, to help you with that burnout that's always there at the door ready to creep in uh, th- this is work that is absolutely best done in community even more so than, than some other types of work uh you know we give we give we serve you know that output of of emotion and 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 competence and information we give 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 uh, having a community to invest back in us. Is so ish- essential. And, and there's, there's multiple layers to this community conversation, which I know we're going to get into, Greg. But as far as why CX accelerator got started, it, it was as simple as that. We, we just want to help CX professionals along on their career journey. And it, it's that equipping, it's that encouragement, it's that connection. And, and that's what, what it is and does. So it's, it's been a fun ride. Uh, you know, we've, we've got upwards of 4,000 folks, but it definitely is not about that number at all. It's, it's just the quality of the interaction in there, uh, our ability to add value and to help those folks that that find us uh, along their journey. And it, it has helped a lot of people. Uh, with, with their, with their CX career and accelerating through hurdles, finding a great new connection, uh, that becomes a partnership that alters the trajectory of their career, uh, story after story of those things happening. So it's very, very exciting work. Uh, it's a labor of love for sure. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always, it's never been my day job, so to speak. It's always been that, that thing that I've done with an incredible group of volunteers, uh, that, that care about it as much as I do. Uh, so a huge thank you to to Jenny Dempsey and Justin Robbins and uh, and and Jeremy Watkins and so many others that have have also had that same conviction and have invested so much into that labor of love to build it up over these years. It is sure appreciated.
0: Great people together, creating, founding such such a community. But uh, at the end it's It's really a successful one. You said roughly four thousand people joined in the last in the last few years. I see a lot of communities popping up and then disappearing after a few weeks after a few months or a few years and c x accelerator is there since since a while without sharing any secret uh, from from c x accelerator, but from your point of view, why is still existing and why is it growing and growing and growing compared to a lot of communities that pop up and then disappears? Oh, well, there's no secret there. It's because we're for real and, and we were meant to,
1: to equip CX professionals and that is the end of the sentence. It's not to do that and then bait and switch you to make money in some other way. Uh, so many of these communities follow a model of let's collect people under this meaningful mission statement. And as soon as we get enough investment in the community, uh, from, from a, a standpoint of, of emotional investment and in, in people, let's, let's turn around and do a paid event or, or let's enter a subscription model or you some other way, uh, to ultimately try to, and, and not all of those are bad. Uh, you know, so that you gotta find some vehicle to feel the mission of the community. So it's just a matter of where your heart is as a community are, are you are you doing it to to really fuel the mission of the community and, and bring it forward and accomplish the mission better and faster or, or are you using and abusing the community to try to make a, a short term dollar and and that's what unfortunately what the vast majority of communities seem to do is is shortcut to that that bottom line and and that's why the communities disappear uh, so the ones that are there that have been there that are doing meaningful things that are adding value. Uh, you know that for those communities, their heart is in the right place,
0: and that, that's clear. And and from from your point of view, also being founder, but also member, what are the the biggest learning that you gained throughout the, the 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 last years in in CX Accelerator? What
1: what a great question, Greg. And I mean, there there's so many things that that I've I've learned over these six years as a community cultivator. And, and I, I'm not a great one. <laughs> I think that's the, the first and saddest lesson that I've learned is how quickly I needed to bring others in, uh, that, that were more geared towards this patient, uh, community cultivation, uh, that, than I am. I, I, I am impatient. Um, uh, I, I want things to happen very quickly. And, and oftentimes I, I don't understand why, why folks aren't engaging when we put something out there and, and don't understand the long-term, uh, effects that, that have to be in place in order to, to really generate the value. Um, so that, that has been certainly a lesson is, is you can't force this and you have to be incredibly patient, just like in the work of CX. Uh, but another thing, you know, just from a, a philosophical and heart perspective, I, I, originally started the community in a very selfish headspace. Where it was like, Hey, I I don't I don't have a community. I, I'm a fledgling young CX leader, and, and I I feel I feel the pressures of my organization, and I feel like I'm burning out. And and I was having trouble finding that inspiration and, and that digital extension where where I could be with like minded people and and get over the hump that I was in in my career. Um, so it kind of started in that in that selfish headspace. But then, goodness, it's just amazing when 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 you have something there. That starts to to really help others to, to accomplish their career objectives and, and to make connections that you didn't even expect. Uh, one, one of the most fascinating things is how many people use the community just to collaborate as industry peers in the form of direct messaging. And and we started to see this in the analytics of our community. And and one of the community leaders kind of raised the flag. It's like, hey, is this a problem? Because we're not getting any any public value from this. And together we're like, this is awesome. Like we we have this, this wonderful collaboration point of, of just people that are out there in the CX space worldwide who are who are instant messaging each other behind the scene using the power of Slack and, and collaborating in all these different ways. So that's wonderful. So embracing that <laughs> was a critical moment for us. And, and that's kind of spilled over into the ethos of what we do ever since. We're, we're not worried about getting credit. We're not worried about growing that number or growing our influence necessarily. What we're worried about is are we are we helping those that are here? <laughs> are we adding value to them? Are we doing good things that are consistent with our mantra and our mission? And, and that focus over time uh, has – I wasn't always there. Our, our team wasn't always there. Uh, but we kind of got there together and really saw the fruit of that. And, and it's been really exciting for all of us to kind of mature and evolve in that way.
0: And, and what you're saying, because I'm also part of, of this, of these communities, I, what I see is the quality of the, of the discussion. The people start creating relationship and we are back to your, to your values, integrity and trust. And this is what something also bring me to, to think about. I trust more the people that are in a similar community because we are similar and we can start exchanging. And what you're saying with these direct messages, the first time I discuss, perhaps I discuss with somebody and then I write back and then for a few weeks, Nothing happens. And then I ask again a question and the same person answer to that. And then you start creating and and building a relationship and the quality of the discussion is increasing and increasing. And I think this is the power of of this community, creating trust. And you are part of several communities from a sport point of view and, and from a CX point of view. Could you please share also your experiences with this community as a member and not perhaps only as a founder?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I do really love, there's two sporting communities that I've learned a lot from and gained a lot of inspiration from, both the disc golf and the pickleball community. And I'll use the pickleball community uh, as I, I went through and got a a, a a certification as an instructor. And so I've been using that to teach new pickleball players. And there's no shortage of those because it's the fastest growing sport in America right now. Uh, so it's really fun to invite people into the sport. And what makes it so fun is how easy it is to bring people in and have a dynamic shared social experience. You've got this set of terms that are fun and strange, like the kitchen and dinking, and and all uh, you know, the and uh, ATP and body bags and you know all these funny shots that you can hit in pickleball. And so it develops that curiosity of oh, what, what do you mean by that? And uh, and and then by the end of the day, the first day you play, you've got this new set of language. That's fun and kind of gives you a sense of identity with these new friends that you made. And, and it's so easy to jump in and just learn and have fun. So the the inclusivity of the sport, uh, very logistically, the sport itself kind of neutralizes people of different skill levels with what's called the non-volley zone. So it doesn't matter if you can come in there and if you're a tennis player that can hit the ball 200 miles per hour, it doesn't really matter if if the other person knows how to place the ball. So you can have this, this 80 year old lady who, who can dismantle and pick apart that 25 year old you know, beefed up tennis player, uh, just with a little knowledge of the sport. Uh, so it's, it's very neutralizing in that way. And people of all generations and all different body types and, and different things, they can go out there and have fun together. And so it's just a beautiful picture of, of what our workplace could and should and would be and, and using that sense of curiosity, that fun language. And, and that immediate, uh, you know, just dopamine and serotonin that enters into the equation of, of having this fun, dynamic, shared social experience in, in the physical sense, but also the psychological sense, the identity that you get of being a pickleball player now. And like I, I play pickleball. That's what I am. That's that's who I am now. And, and so often we, we forget those very dynamics in our own companies. <laughs> you know, that, that idea of I, I work for this organization. And and the pride, the excitement that you should get from that, sometimes we just lose track of it.
0: I think what you are saying, it's exactly what I am feeling with another sport (laughs) you see (laughs) on my background, but it's the feeling of being something like part of a family, being proud of being the fan of this com this uh, this um team and that's exactly the same the same in companies from from an emp- employee point of view and what i really like and it's only elaborating on what you said if we start thinking always in generation uh z y and uh and all these gen- and millennials it doesn't work because you said the 80 years old la- lady or 70 years old lady is playing with the 24 uh, years old guy Very well. and this is the personas that wants to have this experience and going through an experience because they have shared value shared purposes and they feel part of this community and now it it really came out thanks to what you're saying the strength and the importance of, of the communities i know Uh, on podcast, we should never ask question yes or no but i ask this question (laughs) because i i'm quite sure that you say yes but or yes and Mm. and 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 there my my question to you is would you like more to get a recommendation from somebody playing the same sport that you are uh, doing to buy uh, clothes or something different or to somebody you don't know Oh, goodness. No, I had a pickleball friend, Phil
1: Rogers, recommend a very expensive electronic device uh, about a year ago that made no sense to me in the least. But because of his glowing endorsement of this thing, I went and bought it, and it's been a tremendous time saver for me. So uh, case in point, uh, we're definitely going to steer our brand affinity to those organizations who are highly recommended through our loyal communities <laughs> absolutely
0: no I, and i think what, what you're saying also in in this game this discussion we are similar people please allow to, to person please allow me uh, allow me to say that and um, cx passionate passionate about what we are doing and then the flow it's working well and therefore we are playing this game this game together and i hope that we are going to to win together. And based on that, what's your your view or how should businesses really act or react because this topic is now known about all these communities? Yeah.
1: What's your view? Oh goodness, well, I, I don't know if you saw Greg, uh, but I mean, just last week in, in America, our US central Surgeon General released a, a special report called the Epidemic of Loneliness. And and really broke out the the critical impact on our society uh, of how isolated people have become. I mean, it, it is it is truly terrifying what it is doing to our mentality and to our physical health. Uh, the the disconnection that is that has occurred within our society and and our workplaces have a, a tremendous opportunity to positively respond. And and to help to bring some of that positive identity back into this equation, both from an employee and from a customer relationship perspective. We get a lot of identity from the brands that we do business with and that we love, that we're loyal to. So, I mean, there's a tremendous implication here as we think about the the sense of community and our response, our obligation as CX professionals to be community cultivators, and it's never been more important than, than it is now. And, and I believe I don't want to over, over speak here, but I believe that worldwide, uh, that there are similar, uh, studies that are being conducted that are, that are showing that that mentality of isolation being overly prevalent now and, and being accelerated in terms of how much it's gaining speed. So the, the urgency is there, folks, in terms of the CX professionals of the world uh, to unite and really embrace this idea of community. So what does that look like? Practically. Well, community, the first community is what Patrick Lincioni talks about with the team of one. It is your senior leadership team in the organization. And if there's not a culture of edification, if there's not a culture of respect, and if there's not a culture of we care about this organization more than we care about our individual legacies and, and pocketbooks, then then you don't have a community on which to build. Because that that original group right there, that senior leadership team. Is the foundation of the next community. And I don't know if you've read or seen tribal leadership, but it talks about the five stages of of cultures or groups, functional units inside of organizations. We're trying to go from a level one tribe. Life sucks up to a level tribe, a level five tribe of life is great. And I love the people that I work with. And I have a great sense of pride at what we're accomplishing together that that level five tribe is going to come from an effective and unified senior leadership team, a good team of one. So that's community one. And community two is that group of passionate, authentic ambassadors that you have developed inside the organization. Now it's community three. And this is where the CX professional gets to come alive even more. And that's inviting your customers in to a community mechanism to fulfill your brand promise with you to co-create. It, it's not enough now just to serve the customer. Here's the thing, go away. <laughs> the the customer is looking for more than that. They're looking for more of a relationship to us as a brand, as an organization, for most of us. I'm not going to say this is the case for every business, every vertical, but the implications are huge for a, a most of us in terms of our enterprise organizations and the way that we serve our customers and our communities. Think about what that brand core is. Think about what that internal community is and how you can start to invite your customers to co-create with you and fulfill your brand promise together even better and even faster. Have the courage to have customers collaborating with one another, relevant to your brand core, the thing that you do as a business, (laughs) but you're, you're courageously offering that up, creating the guide rails, creating the digital mechanism in which your customers can collaborate providing a culture around that to make sure that people are respecting one another and demonstrating the ethos that you want for as an organization, but, but having the courage to do that and how much smarter you get, how much your voice of customer capability is amplified with this incredible, raw, authentic feedback that you're getting through that collaboration with your customers. I mean, community as Mark Schaefer would say is the future of marketing. But I, I believe it's it's more than that. It's it's the future of customer experience as well. And and if you look at his book, Belonging to the Brand, it is so compelling the case studies that he lays out of brands that are now leading with that community function, inviting their customers in courageously, because they've earned the right with their internal community. That they're doing things that we never dreamed possible from a CX perspective. So it, it's a new era, Greg. It's a new era for us in this in the work of CX because of, of where we are as a society, the hunger that people have for this sense of identity, this need for community, and our ability as a brand to offer it.
0: I think what you're saying, it, it's, it's extremely mind-blowing, but it's also logical because... People, human beings want to be together. That's our nature. But yeah. everybody nowadays is only like that on the phone, watching on the phone. It's, it's feeling lonely. And therefore, this is, this is the big need to be together. And then you try to find people that have the same values, that are doing the same things, playing the same sports. And based on that, you can then grow and do more stuff together. And what you said, re, reality it's it's really reality i'm i have a corporate job i'm working in an hospital and um, i'm responsible for the digital transformation and we started interview interviewing patients and we in the first phase in the understand phase of of a project not as in testing at the end for a new solution and we started interviewing them and it's reality. One day after we did our interviews, one lady wrote to us: "Thank you very much, a patient. Thank you very much that I am allowed to participate, to co-create together with you." It that's means amazing. That, that, that's amazing, and this is from an emotional point of view extremely impact impactful on the team. Yeah. The team was amazed about these wow. emails, and let's speak pr- perhaps also um, with the people or with the audience more based on facts and data. These this, this patients, this, this customer working together with you are free of charge consultants helping you trying to find the best way to solve their issues. And, and I think that's 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 really, as you said, a new era. You mentioned two books that I'm going to read. Thank you very much for sharing them, because that's that's the, the way to go. And, and let's say We are creating or we should create this community. Do we have also some insight how to nurture uh, these communities? It just takes takes so much
1: time. I mean, there's a lot of skills that are there as a community moderator. And I went through a community roundtable certification. uh, uh, Props to community roundtable for the great content that you've been putting out there for a couple decades now. Uh, Great organization. I just knocked my water over. Um, they've been cultivating community around community moderators for a long time and doing a great job of it. But, you know, some of the things that I learned going through that process of, I mean, you're, you're inviting the right people in at first to start to create the kind of ethos and culture that you want in the community. In other words, you're not just inviting everybody in at the beginning. And hoping that something sticks to the wall that's going to lead to the outcomes that you're looking for. You're, you're, you're cultivating very selectively. You get, you get that sense of exclusism, exclusism. (laughs) Darn it. You know the word I'm looking for, Uh, but you're trying to get the right people there in, in those first critical months to, to create that community and give you some time to set up the guide rails culturally and otherwise about how those interactions are going to look and the things that you're going to be doing together to co-create inside that community. Then you move forward with a little bit of back channeling and you start to award like um, what do you call it? Status inside your community for those that are engaged, for those that are participating, for those that care about your community mission and they're, they're engaged alongside you. You're, You're offering some status to those individuals and endorsing them and saying, we so appreciate what you're doing inside of our community. And and we're gonna give you this responsibility, or give you this privilege, or invite you to this conference, or give you this digital uh, uh, cryptocurrency, or, or something, you know, some marker there that, that identifies their status uh, as as an engaged and helpful community member. Then then you can start to open up this volunteer army that, that scales up and scales out. You start to equip those channel leaders um, to to be able to ha- create the interactions in specific threads and areas that you want them to do without you as the community moderator, having to be present in every single one of those interactions and threads and different things. It's not scalable. (laughs) So it's bringing the right people in quickly endorsing them as, as leaders inside the community and then starting to equip them and helping to back channel certain things to happen so that you can scale up and amplify your impact inside of that community. Those are a couple techniques. We could go on a long time here, but, but long story short, uh, there is a science to community moderation, and it takes a long time. You got to be very patient and very intentional about it in order to make that that community of value to the folks that are there.
0: I am super sorry, Nate, because you now indirectly told me that I need to invite you again to the podcast because you, we have another topic to discuss <laughs> on the next podcast on the next episode. That's uh, right, I'm sorry, Nate. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> I forgive
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think what, what you're saying, it's it's really, it's really brilliant. And coming back to what where we started discussing about uh, this um, CX Accelerator, uh, do you have specific future plans to streng- strengthen this community based on, on all what you're saying? We're going to amplify our, our
1: equipping efforts. We, we want to do more there. Um, so I, I am just about to release this brilliant resource that Sally Mildren is hosting for us uh, called Bring Your Own Chair. Uh, which is a new vlog, a new, I guess you could kind of call it a podcast, but just a, a new community equipping resource that's all about the CX professional and, and navigating their career journey on some really sticky and sensitive and tough stuff. Uh, just those raw conversations around how we can deal in, in those moments where, where the work gets really hard, really difficult. And um and Sally is so good at, at navigating those moments and navigating those conversations. So that's one equipping thing. Jenny has done a brilliant job with our mentorship program. And, and we're gonna just continue to expand that. Um I, I have a vision for learning cohorts where we've got uh learning paths that that are centric around people that are in different stages of their CX career and have different objectives and to start to provide some some training. And we've got all these amazing trainers in the community with all this great digital content to start to organize some of that inside of a learning management system and and, and give them some of that, that online type of training, but then supplement that with, with some great classroom-based training as well, some great in-person cohort training. Here, here's a group of 15. You're locked in with this group for the next three months. You're all looking to accomplish the same objective, as you accelerate your CX career, uh, work together to do that. And I was a part of one of those cohorts inside of UL, and it was incredible. It was life-changing for me. So I, I would love to take some of the power of that cohort program and, and bring that into the community. I think that would be so much value there uh, for, for our members. So the, these are the things that we're dreaming about, Greg. Uh, you know, right now we're just a, a small, mighty force of volunteers, Uh, the goal is to, is to be able to, you know, get our true nonprofit tax exempt status so that we can start to take in, you know, a little bit of funding, you know, some, some kind donations, uh, that will allow us to accelerate our mission with, with a couple part time, um, actually paid, paid people. Um, that, that can do some of the things that is really hard to do with volunteer management um, that will just allow us to take, take everything to the next level. Um, so that, that's really the vision for it. We're establishing that nonprofit board, um, but it's, it's a really fun and exciting time right now. It's been a long time coming. I, I have been the bottleneck, uh, but you know I'm, I'm still proud of it. I beat myself up a lot in terms of how held back it's been because of my own bandwidth. Um, but you know, with with the kind, amazing people that have been helping me out, uh, including my father Dan Brown and the, and the people aforementioned, and of course Sally Mildren and Matt Lyles and others, uh, we are we are getting over a major hump right now, and and you're going to
0: see a brand new CX accelerator that's going to be better than it's ever been. And I'm very looking, very much looking forward to this, to, to see it. And I am super happy to support and help amplifying the message. And therefore we are recording. Therefore it's something that all the audience will listen. Please share all the links with me. I will share them with, with the audience because I think that's something that will bring us. As a CX, CX community, much further, and will help us to grow all together. And therefore, my commitment to support to support the community and to amplify amplify the message. Very kind of you, Greg. Thank we, you. We are coming to to the end, but I still have a few questions for you. I I know that time is also also the always the difficult thing when two people are extremely passionate about what they are discussing about. Now we are in ten years from now. You are back on the CX goalkeeper podcast, and perhaps. For the tenth time or for the fifteenth time, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and um, what we are discussing about?
1: Well, yeah, I've been uh, certainly we had we've had a lot of AI resurgence here in, in terms of uh, just incredible new new technologies. As as CX professionals, uh, Jonathan Shore introduced me to this thought and this metaphor around Jarvis in Iron Man, and and that way that Jarvis is this this native guide to iron man kind of that hud concept of i i'm here in your head uh, i'm going to help you navigate your journey as a customer and and uh you know different brands being able to interface into that that jarvis type mechanism uh but then i've, I've really been thinking about if you really think who who the guide is for for iron man it's not jarvis it's pepper it's, it's pepper pots And just the incredible role that Pepper plays in terms of being Iron Man's conscience and answering the why of of the what he's doing. And uh, so the the combination of Jarvis and Pepper to me, to form the perfect guide <laughs> that enables Iron Man to quite literally save the universe. Uh, th- I think that's where CX professionals need to be thinking and, and will be thinking in, in 10 years is how can we create that perfect guide scenario to where we can bring the customer? We can bring Iron Man, who's the hero of this journey. We can bring them to their definition of success. In a way that we would have never thought possible and we do that through enhanced relationship the pepper part and we do that through these incredible new technologies that we have available to us the jarvis so the the combination
0: thereof is is
1: just remarkably exciting
0: looking forward to discuss that with you perhaps in the metaverse Ooh, yes, I do have an Oculus 2,
1: and I love playing Walkabout mini-golf. So anytime you want to play mini-golf in the metaverse,
0: I'm there for you. (laughs) Ah, Thank you very much. And now I know which is the expensive electronic device that you bought. That was not the one
1: recommended to me by my pickleball friend. But yes, it could have been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are coming to an, to an end of this game. And in the extra time, in the last, last few minutes, I still have three questions for you. Is yeah. there a book that you would like to suggest to the audience that helped you during your career or during your personal life? I already said belonging to the brand, so
1: I don't get to do that. So I'm going to grab the book next to me, and it is Radical Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Oh, uh, th- this has been such a helpful resource for me as I become a better coach and a better mentor. Uh, that that idea of of care care deeply, but challenge very personally. <laughs> you can't challenge somebody if, if they don't trust you. If you've not earned the right with them in that relationship with them. Uh, to, to be able to challenge them. So, you know, I'm just, just working hard on that idea of how do I earn the right with my peers, with, with the people that I work with so that I can be a, a, a more effective mentor and coach and, and just a more effective peer, um, to where I can challenge in a really good, helpful way and to have earned the right to have done that. As mentioned before, Greg, I am an inpatient person and I have a tendency to, to jump over <laughs> having earned the right in that relationship. And, and still I'm trying to challenge. And I, I'm dropping out bombs and and doing different things when, when maybe what I need to be doing is listening and being more patient. Um, so radical candor has, has helped me greatly in that.
0: That's, that's great. Thank you very much
1: for this suggestion. What's the best way to contact you? Yeah. Uh, cxaccelerator.com. Hop over there. You'll, you, you won't take long to find me uh, on that path and to join the community. So would love to hear from you there on Twitter uh, at cxaccelerator on LinkedIn. Just put in Nate Brown and I finally start to pop up. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, and then arise as well, uh, arise.com. And, uh, you can find me there in brown at arise.com is my email. So we'd love to hear from you. If you want to brainstorm on any, any CX related topics, I'm here for you.
0: Thank you very much. And for the audience, you will find everything in the show notes. Now we are coming to the last question is uh, Nate's golden nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new to leave to the audience.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, right now I'm just so convicted on this idea of, of this work is too important to fail. I mean, the, the stakes are higher to me, Greg, than they've ever been. And and that was revealed to me in this US Surgeon General report around the epidemic of loneliness. We we as CX leaders are community builders. We we have an obligation to foster that community inside our organization around our meaningful brand purpose and then earn that right to invite our customers in and co-create them. Nobody has the mentality or skills to do that as well as we do as CX leaders. So the the conviction for me is there. I hope it is for you as well. This work is too important to fail. Uh, so keep fighting. Keep experimenting. Stay inspired with, with great people around you. Engage in the CX community beyond the walls of your own organization, and, and you'll do great things.
0: I love what you're saying and there is this quote, people follow people, but I always add people help people and therefore we are in a people business. The only thing that I can say is Nate, thank you very much for your time. Please stay with me to the audience. It's everything. It was an outstanding discussion having back Nate Brown on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Thank you very much. Please join the CX Accelerator. It's a great community. You will find a lot of great people like Nate. And as usual, we love feedback. Please let us know what you think. Thank you very much, Nate. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.